Thanks for downloading the Beyond the Money podcast. If you hear anything on today's show that you need clarity on or to make that first consultation, give the team a call, 727-334-0024 or always online at mycampbellandco.com. As always, thanks for listening. Now, let's get to the show. Hi, welcome to Beyond the Money podcast. We have today with us a very special guest, uh, someone that I've known for quite a while and uh, truly admire, Brad Jenkins. Brad is the Chief Investment Officer of MarketGuard. Uh, you're also the founder of the strategies and welcome. You're, you're now an author and so many other things, but welcome, Brad. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Well, I'm so glad that you're able to come on and talk with us today. Uh, just a little bit, you know, 2024, it's a big year, some presidential election, a lot of people really nervous. We've seen quite a big swing in the, the market and the activity uh, over the past couple of years. Can you kind of just give us a little bit of kind of where we're at? I know you do the monthly commentaries, the market guard commentaries uh, for our clients as well, but I just wanted to see if we could get a little extra insight from you. Yeah. The first thing is, as you just mentioned, the monthly commentary, definitely watch this one to start the year off. I think it it really helps us understand a couple of things. And it, the biggest theme is just kind of how markets like to react and behave and how can we best position ourselves to make sure that we put ourselves in the, the area that what we like to say is the highest probability of success. Right. And so I think we've learned a lot through 2022 and 2023. And when I say we, I'm referring to just us as investors, right? Anybody out there who's putting their money in the markets, because what we experienced in 2022, in my opinion, was nothing shy of a typical like black swan event. Now, I know normally black swan events are something quick, fast, and they, they, they happen almost overnight. 2022 was a longer duration, but black swan events by definition are saying it's something that was unexpected. It's something that we didn't anticipate happening. And this was across the board, no matter who you speak to, saying that expectation of seeing equities and fixed income drop as far as they did simultaneously is something we have never seen in the history of the markets. So it's easy for something like that to get in there and sort of disrupt the psyche of the individual investor, which then can potentially cause them to override their long-term investment goals and their strategies. What I mean by that is it makes them feel like something broke, right? My investment platform broke, my investment strategy broke, the stock market broke, when in reality, it was just one of those anomalies that the best way to get through it is to make sure that you have an investment approach that is set up to handle that type of volatility the best it possibly can, and to leave you in a position to where it says when those markets come back, it's going to know when to cycle back into them so you don't miss what we saw in 2023, which was an amazing year. And 2023 didn't start off great. It was choppy. It was a little violent at times. It saw some peaks and then some troughs again. It wasn't until November and December of last year where we saw that biggest push. And a lot of it came from micro cap companies and small cap companies, the ones that were getting beat up for all this time. Well, what I can share with all, all of your clients that are with MarketGuard, what we were doing with that non-emotional, methodical, mathematical approach and that algorithm is it was seeing these things. It was making those adjustments to get defensive. It was moving back in and those tactical strategies. And it absolutely took advantage of that run in the back half of the year where we were absolutely thoroughly pleased all the way across the board with every single one of those portfolios of the way it was able to handle that both in 2022 and 2023 to say, despite the fact that we faced one of the most wild periods of time in the history of the market, we were able to get through that 
and to capitalize on this incredible run-up that we saw in 2023, despite the fact that it didn't look like it was going to be that, but we were still able to capitalize on it all along the way. And you're right. It has been truly a roller coaster. And I love, you know, you you talk about math. So you had my attention the very first time we spoke and you were talking about algorithms and math and kind of taking the, the emotions out of things with your strategies, with market guards philosophy. And I just love that because I think what happens is even though we're always hearing and we're taught, you know, buy low, sell high, our emotions get in the way. And I have seen and heard so many more emotions in the past couple of years because, you know, you're right. It's very uncommon that both sides, the safe side of a portfolio or safer side of the fixed assets in a portfolio and the equities portion, the typically the riskier portion, both down at the same time. And then you had banks paying virtually zero. So now you've had the change in the interest rate. So mm-hmm. everything is kind of shifting all over the place. And um, I love the, the whole concept of let's come up with the plan. And I know you're a certified financial planner as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just about you want to reach your destination. You don't want to just go 70% or 80% of the way thinking of it and comparing it to like a flight. Um, you know, I want to go all the way to the, the destination. So uh, having a plan and having something like market guard with those different strategies, the uh, tactical methodologies and things just to kind of take the emotions out of it and let market guard do some of the hard work for us when we have uncertain times in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about the banks and, and yes, you're right. They've been paying zero for so long. Mm-hmm. And so it was so exciting when an investor goes, I can go get 5% of the bank now. Mm-hmm. Well, what's better 5% of the bank or the gross return of the S and P last year, which was 24%. Right. <laughs> you know, the S and P just did in one year, what it's going to take that bank five years to do. And what we know is going to happen. Well, we, we think we know is going to happen this year at the bank that the feds are telling us is, we're going to start cutting those rates. So now those fives aren't going to exist anymore at the bank. It's going to drop down to the fours and the threes and the three and a half, three and a quarter, wherever they take that interest rate. And so one of the biggest things that we always try to encourage people with from those that psyche of the investor is just make sure that you have that plan in place and that strategy and know what you can stick with. That's why we always use the chocolate chip cookie analogy. It's about the ingredients. It's about the mixture. But what's so important, this is where your role as their advisor comes in as well. And the role of the investor is to set the temperature on their oven and to know when to pull those cookies out. And when they have that, you can face a 2022. You can face a 2008. You can face a 2018. I can list a lot of dates, right? 2015, 2016, right? We keep going, going. Right. The markets, here's what I can say in our industry is, always expect that markets are going to be choppy, that markets are going to bounce up and down. It's the reason why they do it that's different. So we shouldn't be surprised when markets get volatile. But when we have a plan in place and we have the right asset allocation, you have the right adjustments, you have the right portfolio that meets every single one of those needs. You have the right advisor like yourself who's coming in and then putting those pieces together for a client, building the financial plan. It's the plan that matters not getting so honed in on, well, what's the Fed doing? Or, well, what's going to happen with this election coming up? Because if we get too caught up in the minutiae, it starts to mess with the, the part between our ears and that's where we're in trouble. 
Exactly. Yeah. There's, you know, I've heard some really good conversations lately and they say that, you know, to create wealth, it's not just about what you earn. It's about what you keep. And Mm -hmm. it's not just about saving that creates the wealth. It's the investing. And you have to have, um, use what's between, you know, six inches from your ears and behind your rib cage, you know, your heart to be able to really go through that and sustain it. And, you know, once you transition into retirement, there's not that much time or runway to do to have our do over to have a correction. So, you know, typically when you're creating wealth, you're going to be looking at it completely differently and accumulating wealth than you are in preserving the wealth. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's where most people shift to when they transition into retirement. So I really appreciate the cookies and retirement book that you put out. I love it. I look forward to sharing that with my clients, a recipe for success. And I never will forget the very first time I heard you talk about those chocolate chip cookies. And it's just such a simple analogy. You know, it's not only using the right recipe. Tall House is my favorite recipe, by the way. Okay. (laughs) I I think you use your grandmother's, right? Recipe. Yep. I use my little grandma's. We call her little grandma because she was really short. (laughs) Aw, (laughs) which is great though. You have those certain memories, you know, of making chocolate chip cookies, but, you know, using the right ingredients, having the uh, right proportions and mixture. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, you know, how long do you bake it? You know, what kind of cookie are you trying to achieve? So I think that is such a great, great analogy. I know I tried to talk you into changing the title of your book, yeah, I remember that conversation. Year. Yeah, but but you stuck with it. You're like, nope, that's what I'm doing. But I really, really enjoyed reading it. So thank you for that. Look forward to the continued um, information coming from that and tips and tricks. So with the market where we're at election year, a lot of clients are, you know, concerned about that. Should we get out of the market completely? What should we do? Is this going to be a really bad year? And I love that you had said, gosh, I think it was two years ago, you had made the comment that the, something is always affecting the market. It's going to mm-hmm. be different things and the market's going to go up and the market's going to go down. What advice do you have for this year? I know you don't have a crystal ball that we would like to have one uh, sometimes, yes. but what advice do you have about that? Yeah, you know, when it comes to the elections, this is one that, again, I think it's very easy for investors to allow the way that they vote to dictate the way that they're having their money managed. And we have to be really careful with that. In the the next Market Guard client video that we're sending out, the monthly commentary, mm-hmm. there's a great chart that's in there. I'm going to go from memory on some of these numbers. So to get the actual numbers, you know, make sure everyone goes back and watches the video. But what it talked about was when we have a government that is either primarily Republican, primarily Democrat, or divided, what do the markets do? Right? Because the markets, they think in green and red. They don't mm-hmm. think in blue and red. And so if we just look at it statistically, the first thing we know is this, when it comes to the president, regardless of who gets into office, on average, the first quarter, the markets tend to do well. And that's usually when people get nervous and they go, my candidate's not going to win or mine didn't win. And then they pull out. And what you find yourself doing is managing your money based on your political strategy, not your life strategy, your financial strategy. So remember that the markets think in green and red, they don't think in blue and red. That's mm-hmm. that's really important. Now, if we look at the government, so that's going to be, of course, you know, who sits as the executive in chief, right? Who's our president? What is the House made up of? What is the Senate made up of? If you look at that historically, and if we say, okay, if we have a divided 
government. They were kind of mixed. It's split. We think there's going to be all this turmoil that hits the headlines and people think nothing's going to get done. All these things are going to happen and the markets are going to struggle. Well, 61% of the time is typically when we've had a divided government. And this was over, I believe it was like the last roughly 40-ish years. The markets averaged close to, I think it was 6.9% was the average return that came out of the market. Wasn't that bad. When it was primarily a Democrat-run government, could be president and House, president, House, Senate, or however that combination works. Average returns, I believe, were right in like the 9.9% range. And that was about 26% of the time is what we've seen historically. And when it's a primarily Republican-run government, the average returns were around 12.9%. And I think that was around 11% of the time that we've had predominantly a Republican-run one. So the, the point is this, whatever side of the fence that you land on personally, with your political beliefs, know that the markets don't really care. They care about economic issues. And yes, there can be some short-term things, but it's typically, from our opinion, it's more about the noise that the media creates, knowing what side of the fence it's on, right? So let's just play this out for a second. If we see Trump get back into office (laughs) and the House goes red and the Senate goes red, Mm -hmm. Fox is going to say this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the entire world. And CNN is going to say, I think the whole world's going to blow up tomorrow. So we've got to be careful that we don't allow our biases. And I talk about it in the book in three different sections about our biases as investors. We cannot let that political bias affect us of how we're trying to position our life savings. So, and then the same would be true the other way, right? If it's a totally blue, let's say Biden or whomever is real, uh, you know, back in office. And if it's a blue house and a blue Senate, you know, somebody can't watch Fox and go, yes, I agree. Now they might not be happy with what the outcome is, but be careful to separate the two. You know, who does a great job at separating it? Warren Buffett. Mm. He is an advocate to say, I never invest my money based on my political beliefs. And I would recommend the same thing for investors is you've got to be able to separate those two. And it's difficult to do that. It is. It is. Especially if you listen to the media. I mean, I had to, you know, they say reduce your your media diet. You know, mm-hmm. we all I guess, absorb that a little bit differently. And, uh, you know, if you get conflicting and then you start like, who's right, who's wrong, what's going to happen with the interest rates, what's going to happen with the economy? I mean, there's so many different opinions, but it's, you know, having a plan that's going to work no matter what's really going to happen. And, you know, something that's going to follow the economic trends and and try to help make those decisions for you so that you don't have to use those emotions. I'm hearing that a lot. Interest rates is another thing. It's like, well, why would I take the risk if I can finally make money in a, a bank account or a CD, you know, something that's going to give me over 5%. What feedback do you have or what thoughts do you have on the, the feds and the interest rate? What insight do you have there? Yeah, I would say that based upon what we see right now, I do expect in 2024, we're anticipating at our side with our investment committee at Market Guard, we're forecasting and expecting that there will be rate decreases. Not quite sure if they're going to start to do that right out of the gates, right? It's a very delicate balance. You always hear about this soft landing concept. You know, soft landings are very difficult to do, but hey, if you can take a rough landing and you walk away from it, that's fine too. <laughs> we just don't want to crash landing, right? That's what we're looking for. So we want to avoid that one. But yes, we anticipate that the feds are on par to start creating those rate cuts, which I think is going to surge the markets. It's going to be very healthy. And it kind of does the opposite, right? For somebody who went to that account trying to clip 5%, well, when rates are high, they're going to get that. But as soon as the feds start to cut, that market's going to run so quick, typically, that by the time they can transition out and they see that they're getting a lower and lower, lower rate, 
that market's already run and grabbed the majority potentially of what it's going to do in that first spurt. So just be careful again as an investor that there's a higher probability that the Fed start cutting, which means there's a higher probability that that surges the market because that's what the market's been waiting for. And a lot of times those runs will happen in the market before the Feds even make their announcement on that day because the markets typically build that in. They, it's a lot of times already in there a month or two before we get to the Feds meeting. And so that's where you can't time these things. And you know, with Market Guard, I was thinking about this as you were talking about it earlier as well, about the political stuff. The whole premise of Market Guard when we created this non-emotional methodical mathematical approach. And we still have humans there that are, are watching it, right? Because you can, we're not a robo trading platform. We don't want to have just machines making these calls because what we've seen from these robo platforms is a lot of times they're wrong, right? They can right. be tricked. Mm -hmm. Right. So what we have is basically the, the humans who are deciphering our code, which is creating our algorithm, which is using this artificial intelligence and machine learning. It's taking that, proprietary algorithm that we've built at a real time speed and saying, okay, this is what we're seeing. And it helps to take the emotions out of it because, you know, chief investment officers, entire investment committees, the smartest people in the world, even Warren Buffett, they're not immune to emotions. It's mm -hmm. still there. And what we try to remove the best we humanly can is to never say, well, I think when it comes to the decisions we make in our portfolios, it's based on conviction, it's based on strategy, it's based on history, it's based on all the components that go into what we're doing. So we don't have to say, well, I, I think. Now, it doesn't mean you're guaranteed to be right every time, right? It's about having more wins than losses, right? It's about having more times than not that that was put in the right position at the right time with the right allocation. And the last thing I would say is this, this is another big one I think that really helps encourage investors to be successful. Investing is like chess, not checkers. Mm -hmm. It's not a fast game. Boom, 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 right? For those who want speed, speed comes at a very high level of volatility. Mm -hmm. You can have big wins and you can have big losses. But if you're looking for consistency, and, and here's a great example, like this is a, a stat from last year. 72% of the gains from last year came from the Magnificent Seven, right? Facebook, mm -hmm. Amazon, Meta, Google, Seven companies drove the majority of the entire S&P 500. So it's really easy to say, well, I got to jump on the bandwagon. I go go buy a bunch of Apple. I've got to go buy a bunch of Microsoft, a bunch of NVIDIA, because look what it did. Well, if you did that in 2022, because those same companies ran in 21. Mm -hmm. But in January of 2022, if you said, I'm going to go buy the Magnificent Seven, do you realize at the tail end of 2023, you just got back to break even? Right. But people just look at it year to date. And so what they start to do is go, well, I've got to have that. And then they get clobbered with it and they go over here and say, well, I got to have that. But when you can create better diversification, better asset allocation, and then put on that non-emotion methodical mathematical approach where market guard makes the adjustments for the investors instead of the investors trying to become market timers. Mm -hmm. We always say, let market guard do that for you because market guard's not market timing. It's using trend identification.
And I love that. It just makes it so much easier. When you're on vacation, you set up a process, a system, whatever strategy, tactical strategy or dynamic strategy that you're using, and you kind of don't have to worry about it. Whereas I know years ago, you know, somebody would be on vacation. I just remember, you know, this one couple on vacation and they're hearing all this news from a cruise and then they're just kind of panicking, like, what do we need to do? And, you know, yeah. with Market Guard, you kind of already have that plan in place, hopefully, that we're going to be able to make those decisions and let the appropriate thing happen. Uh, when whenever it is, because, you know, like in your book and the philosophy, you know, helping somebody figure out what to start doing, mm -hmm. stop doing, and then continue and keep doing. I think right. that is really, really simple, but I think it's helpful because when you're so close to your situation, you can't always make those decisions. So. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things with that, I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of times it feels like, you know, people go, well, I'm doing this and ah, it's not working. So they stop everything. Yes. and start something all from scratch brand new. And you go, no, 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 no. A lot of times what you're doing, keep doing some of that. But some of the areas that you are doing, we need to stop some of those. We need to start some new ones and then keep doing some of the ones that you're doing. It's a combination. And how do you know as an investor what that is? The answer is Jackie Campbell and Campbell and Company, right? It's the financial advisor that comes in and helps answer those questions to say, based upon your goals, your strategy, your money, your plan, here's what it needs to look like. And it's when investors deviate from that because they're so focused on, well, the S&P made 12% this year. So did I at least make 10? Mm -hmm. Oh, really? I made eight? Something's broken. Boom. And you jump. That's right. not the thing. If you're in, let's say a, a 40, 60 portfolio. So when you have those expectations set correctly, and it's all about one person or one household, that individual client or clients, right? If it's a, a married couple, that's the only thing that should matter. Not what's happening on TV, not what's happening with your neighbors, not what's happening at the Bunko party or at the golfing clubhouse or, you know, with Uncle Bob who comes over on Christmas and tells everybody that, you know, he bought Bitcoin, you know, on January 23rd of last year and he's a superhero. Don't get caught up in what others are doing because their plan's not your plan. Right. Plans are as individual as somebody's fingerprint, right? They're unique to us. Every snowflake's unique. Every thumbprint is unique. So mm -hmm. is the financial plan. Yeah, that's definitely some great wisdom there being shared for sure. And so you brought it up, uh, you know, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, blockchain. Uh, yeah. I know that that's something that a lot of people have really been afraid of because they, they want to be able to kind of know, understand it, see it, touch it. Um, you know, Apple, you're able to buy an Apple phone, you know, Google, you're able to see that gold. That's another big question. So what about blockchain? I know that's, that is an option on the market guard platform. Yeah. You know, let's, let's walk through 2022, 2023, right? Somebody gets in in 2022, they were down 77% because the markets went down. Well, 2023, it was up over 120%. So it's one of those things that that space is still pretty extreme, right? It still has a lot of movement to it. What I believe is happening, what our team at Market Guard believes is happening with blockchain and cryptocurrency is it's developing into a fifth asset class with, as we sit here today, recording this video, the SEC approving and launching, um, not the SEC launching, but allowing these other companies to launch the spot price Bitcoin ETFs. It's going to be very interesting what happens, but it's going to create more of a commonality with Bitcoin inside of the investment sphere. It's no longer this weird thing that some guy made in his mom's basement, mm -hmm. right? With this intent to overthrow governments, it's, it's going to have more of a commonplace to it. Blockchain, the quick example there is people think blockchain is only with Bitcoin. Blockchain is, is how you strand data together. 
it's a brilliant way to do that from whether it's recording mortgages to tracking price fluctuations in soybeans, or if it's tracking a coin, Bitcoin, that was made. So there's a lot of application to it. Specifically right now, here's what's going to happen. You're going to hear a lot of buzz going around about these new spot price Bitcoins that launched. I'm going to give you what we think here at MarketGuard or what we're doing with it, and then just kind of in general what the, the market might be thinking. It's going to be easy for people to want to rush into it potentially if these things start taking off and people go, I'm missing the boat, I got to get in. A lot of times people like to wait too long to get in. So if it's a space that they're entertaining, Market Guard has solutions for that. There's other solutions now with these ETFs that are out there. What we would recommend is they need to sit down with you as their financial planner and have that conversation because it's not right for everybody, but it, you know, sometimes it's fun. Put a little bit in there, right? We always call it the gambling money, the Vegas money. What can you sit down at the table with and lose and not have any qualms with it? And what are you okay if it gets to be 10 X what you sat down with. Mm -hmm. So make sure it's the fun play side at this present moment. It shouldn't be a core factor inside of a portfolio yet. At MarketGuard, here's what we think. We're going to give these new ETFs time. And one of the biggest reasons why is we have to make sure that what they call is NAV, it's the underlying asset that trues up to how the fund itself is performing is actually in alignment. So people are not paying an over premium to have access to Bitcoin. Think of it this way, when the gold ETF was launched, if gold was trading at $2,000 an ounce, imagine if inside the ETF, you were paying $2,500 an ounce. Mm. That would be a disconnect from the price standpoint. So nice. no one knows how these are going to truly track the spot price of Bitcoin yet. <laughs> Plus there's not a lot of volume to them yet, which means large short sellers can come in and short sell a fund and cripple investors overnight and they can lose everything. So you've really got to be careful with it. So what we're doing at MarketGuard is we do believe it's becoming a fifth asset class. We're going to be watching the injunction of these new ETFs very closely. We have other Bitcoin type ETFs that have been in our portfolio since 2022. We think that they're great to have in there. Those have been tested. Those will remain in there. And then as we also launch what we're, we're going to hopefully do by the end of quarter one is our emerging technology strategy, which encompasses blockchain, Bitcoin, as well as AI, other types of all forms of technology, basically. It's all going to bring that together by having more selections. It helps to smooth that out a little bit as well. So it allows people to play in that space without over committing to it and potentially getting burned. So to sum that up, you're going to hear a lot of excite, potentially exciting news about it. You really want to be careful, not rushing into it too quickly, too fast. Mm -hmm. You also don't want to be late to the game if it's something that you want. Make sure they sit down and have a conversation with you guys at your firm. Again, market guards can be providing the solutions for it, but we're not going to rush into these new ETFs because the risk is greater than the potential reward at this present moment. Great. Thank you for breaking that down. It's always so exciting. You know, the, not everybody likes change, but uh, I know with technology and AI and um, you know, there's just so many things that are changing at a rapid pace. And as we saw during the the shutdown, people, don't, I'm fine. People don't even want to talk about that anymore. But, you know, it was a definitely a part of our history. You know, we've advanced so much faster with technology, Zoom recordings. You know, we don't have to be yeah. in the same room anymore. So rapid, rapid change there. And uh, thank you for breaking that down for so you've got your new book, Cook is in Retirement, new collaboration with MarketGuard, the partnership with IPW, Impact Partnership mm -hmm. Wealth. Yes. And uh, we're, we're becoming a part of that. And I'm uh, just really excited to see some of the great significant enhancements that are going to be available for our clients with the platform and the streamlining of everything. 
Yeah, it's really powerful. And we are thrilled to have been able to partner with them and for MarketGuard to be on the platform because the size and the scalability that they bring to the table creates efficiencies. There's so many little nuances that I don't want to bore everybody listening today going, I don't care about that, right? <laughs> you know, to simplify it, it's we believe this is going to significantly enhance the investor's experience and for you as the advisor as well. So when we can create something like this in these partnerships and they have, I mean, they're the 600 pound gorilla, right? So it's just going to allow so many additional options that a lot of those happen behind the scenes, but they're direct benefits to the clients. And that's why we did this. And, you know, the other thing that's really very, you know, I guess complimentary over it is to know that firms of this size are looking at market guard going, that's what we want. You know, it's validation, it's creditation to saying, here's what I've been working on for 20 years of my career and what our team has built over here at MarketGuard, that we are making a nationwide splash and people are saying, I want that. And so what we did was we want to be very careful of who has access to it. So we put it exclusively on the platform with Impact Partnership Wealth, which again is why it's going to benefit, we believe, you and your clients by transferring over to that platform. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I like balance sheets. I like to be able to have a dashboard. I think most people, uh, you know, as they start, even their very first financial planning process, they realize that, oh, holy cow, I my things are just all over the place. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like snatch and grab. We accumulate things along the way, but really being able to uh, bring things together, have one dashboard. I think it helps couples to kind of get on the same page because typically you have one CFO in the family and one's not. So it's just going to help, you know, streamline everything and give that dashboard advisory review, just putting all your assets on there. So that's definitely something that I'm excited about because I like simplicity and I know that MarketGuard, you're all about simplicity and, mm-hmm. and you using math once again to uh, take the emotions out of some things. Yep. You got it. And yeah, I think you nailed it. And that's the benefit it's going to provide again for your clients. And, and what's also nice is there's little to no heavy lifting on their side at all. It's going to be on your side and for us. Mm -hmm. So this is an internal thing. So hopefully those watching this video don't feel like, Oh my gosh, there's all these changes and what's going to happen. And what about the, the heavy lifting's here? And for them, there's not a whole lot they have to do and nothing really changes. It's just, we have to internally, make the, that adjustment. We'll take care of it, right? <laughs> That's right. Yep. We do all the, the tough part, uh, try to make it as, as easy and seamless as possible. So thank you so much for your time, Brad. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your friendship and all your wisdom, your hard-won wisdom that we've we've learned from through the years and just your, your ability to, to make things, again, really simple uh, so that it can benefit other people. So thank you so much for that. And your book, I look forward to sharing that, Cookies in Retirement. Uh, a recipe for success and you can find it online at Amazon as well. So uh, looking forward to sharing that and the year ahead. Thank you so much for your time. Again, beyond the money, we call it beyond the money because it's more than just about the finances and how you're invested. It's about all the other aspects of your life, physically, financially, and emotionally. So thank you so much for joining us today, Brad. Thank you for having me. Jackie Campbell is an investment advisor representative with MarketGuard, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice nor recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situations. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. 